You wanted to see me, Miss Swinton? Have you been hearing about the new government modernization efforts? AI, RPAs, data science. Things are changing at this agency, and people will need new skills. Oh. I'd like you to get some training. Huh. Look at this management concepts catalog. Wow, over 275 courses. That's right, in local classrooms or instructor-led online classes. We still have budget in this fiscal year, so sign up online. Advance your career with courses from Management Concepts. Get a catalog at managementconcepts.com or call 833-578-8466. Montgomery County, Maryland is where businesses go to be next. Home to a highly skilled, diverse workforce, a thriving business community, competitive incentives, and more. MoCo will help transform your business. Visit bnext.thinkmoco.com to see how we can help you be next. Hello everybody and welcome back and thank you so very much for joining me. What a treat I have for you today. As many of you know there will be a conference on May the 17th in 2020 in Leyland and it will be called Bigfoot, Cryptids and the Unexplained. I am very lucky today to have Simon Clark with me who is an author of the Blow Your Socks Off book series and we'll also be one of the main speakers at our event. Yep. And obviously we know each other. Yes, yes, yes. So, I think most people are going to want to know, what very first got you interested yep. in strange phenomena? Oh, I think it has to go all the way back to about 1978, when I was a little 12-year-old. Uh, and we went on a family holiday to, to France, to Brittany. Yes. Uh, and we happened to come across the, uh, the Stanley Stone to Karnak. Now, for anyone who's seen Stonehenge, which is an absolute, you know, it, it's incredible, incredible sight when you get there. Uh, but Karnak is standing stones that's, I don't know what it is, 12, 15 across. But this thing goes for two, three, four hundred yards. Wow. You know, absolutely incredible. And you look at that, and yes, and I ask two questions. How do they make them? Yeah. And why? Yes. No, uh, if, if you have a dry stone wall around a field, why have you built it? Well, you want to keep your animals yeah. in, you want to keep animals out, that's perfectly understandable. But why would you make these these mega, or these, yeah. these several ton stones and stand them in fields. And for a 12-year-old, it, it, was, it was something that was fascinating, but then it, it sort of fell to the back of my mind. Uh, I also um, remember at school we had one lad, uh, you know he started up in, in the English class and you, you have to do a bit of research yeah, yeah, and, and you do yeah. a little, little, little talk here. And he did Bermuda Triangle. And I'm sat there thinking, this is like incredible, you know, Flight 19 or whichever yeah. it was. And you're thinking, again, how, why, whatever, you know, this is really strange. And then, I think it was the early 80s, just after I joined the Air Force, and for Christmas I got a book called uh, Above Top Secret right. by Timothy Good, uh, which is all sort of UFO stories, but the, uh, or UFO accounts, which I never use the word stories, uh, but some of these are from really eminent people. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you get some, some clod from down the road describing something, it's not always taken seriously, but yeah. when you get some, some eminent person that you go, well, you know, their life is, you know, it's 100% a record and whatever. So the, um, yeah, so, you know, that sort of got me started in the early days. Um, and then more recently, um, I was following um, uh, UFO stories yeah. and several other things. And I thought, oh, I could write a book about this. Yeah. So that, that's, how, that's how the first book plug. Yeah, I have uh, This is how the Blowing <laughs> Socks Off first came out. Uh, if, you, if you want to have a look at any of my books, if you go to Facebook, uh, Simon Amazing Clark, uh, all my books are on there. So you've got This Will Blow Your Socks Off, the original one, and This Will Blow Your Socks Off 2, which is spelled T-O-O. Right. It's a blow socks off as well. Well, the links will be underneath the video if you need them, or just email me and I'll pop them across for you. Yep. So you touched a little bit there yep. on being in the RAF. Yes. And that being in your background. Yes, yeah. So one of the things that I've uh, come across, certainly more recently, certainly when I was doing the second book, 
there's a, a, an antler that was found um, up in Yorkshire nice. that's 10,000 years old and it has a hole drilled through it. Now, I know as an engineer how difficult it is to drill a hole through things, how to get them round because drills can chatter, mm. uh, and how to get them straight. The, the, it's actually quite hard, even as a trained engineer, even using things that will, will sort of keep and you... Made keep for the up, job. Made for the job. So how you do that with bits of bone on bone to make a perfect round hole is almost impossible. Mm. Uh, but these holes are out there, and the, these things in Egypt where they've used tube drills, I don't know if you've come across this, well, they get these, they've used a tube drill, which you think of a, like a car exhaust pipe, it's like sharpened and goes down. But these exhaust pipes, these tubes, are made out of steel with uh, diamond chips in. Right. And you apply pressure, rotate this round and add some water as lubricant, and it drills holes. And then when you're finished, you just hit, hit in the gap, yeah. and it breaks this thing off. And they've had these examined by uh, modern-day stonemasons with these uh, diamond-tipped yeah. things. And they're, and they're looking because, you, because obviously some diamonds they stick out further than others, you end up with a groove. Yeah, you should get a, a tool mark or a machine tool mark. mark. Yeah. yeah. Well, these grooves, they're looking at these grooves, and this absolutely blow my socks off. So he says, so if you made this on your machine, it would look like that. He said, no. He says, our, our groove would be finer because we cannot cut at this speed. And they're cutting through marble. So How? two, three, four thousand years ago in Egypt, using... Um, chicken bones. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah it, it, it makes it cuts better than modern day twenty first century cutting devices. And then, yeah. To me, that raises two questions: yeah. how yeah. and why are we not doing it today? Why have yeah. we lost the skill? Absolutely. And and there's there's so much more. Of that. And, and again, as researching the first book, um, the first book, a couple of people have said to me, "You really sort of jump all over the place." Well, that's how the research was yeah. going. Yeah. You know, you start looking into the, these stone blocks, and you go cutting, and how do you how do you manufacture stone? And then, it, yeah. and, 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 and you say it, it sort of spreads out yeah. from there. So um, it's not. I think people think when you research, you, yeah. you put your mind down onto one thing, yeah, and you just research on that one thing, yeah. which is great. Some people do, yeah. But that doesn't work for my mind. <laughs> no, oh, oh my, no. absolutely, yeah. I, you tend to, I find a thread, and I pull the thread, and it'll just lead me out yes. in so many directions. I like that, I like that. Yeah, you pull, pull in a loose thread, and, and all sorts of bits yeah. come out. And, and I'm the same as you, I have to, I have to follow those threads to see yes. where they lead, or see you're only getting a small part of the story, yes. aren't you, yeah. really? Yeah. I mean, I was just looking at the notes here, I don't know um, any of this that you know. Right. And that's the main reason for the conference. I'll let you buy my book. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need to do. But yes. it, there's lots of people out there, I know for, for a fact, that not only have experience in one genre. Yes. It tends to be an experience in a number of genres yes. over the years. Yes. And it's led them to one point. Yeah. And that's what the conference is about, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. The strange synchronicities of life yes. that we have. So you're, an, you're actually an aircraft engineer, aren't you, really? Uh, I was aircraft maintenance for 12 years, uh, and then I moved, when I left the Air Force, I moved into aircraft design, um, and I've been on some sort of major projects. The A380, the new the, the sort of double-decker uh, aircraft, has a little wing design on that. I've been on business jets. But at the moment, I'm working on boats. But, mm. um, but yeah, so, but yeah, working on aircraft, you get to understand what's possible, what isn't possible. I was just going to say that. Yeah. You have a working knowledge of what's easy and not easy. What, what becomes difficult. I mean, um, again, researching this book, if you have a heavy box that is, say, 50 kilos, mm. well, one person would struggle to pick that up because that's about £100. So you have two people. 
You say, well, it's easy. It's 25 kilos each. Well, if you look at uh, manual handling rules, they actually say account for 60% weight, right. not half. So if you've got something that's 100 tonnes, 250 tonne winches won't do it. You need 260 or 270 tonne winches. And if you get multiples of winches, then it becomes even more impossible. So when we did Stonehenge, yes. we're looking at fulcrums and leathers and... Yeah. Where did that knowledge come from? Yeah, well, I'll take you to an even, even better one. Um, a, uh, uh, there's a, a big rock called the Stone of the Pregnant Lady in Baalbek. Now, this thing is 14, 14 feet tall, 4.2 metres tall, wow. 4.2 metres wide and 21 metres long. Now, I like to put this into, into numbers that people can understand with yeah. what I do in the book. So if you go to the first floor of your house and look out the window, your eye line is about 14 feet. Right. So it's the same width as it is high. Wow. Uh, and I also worked out that as, as, as you look at the length of this block, every, every eight inches, which is the length of my hand, that's 10 tonnes. Wow. This is a thousand tonne block. If we can't understand how we, they move the blocks for Stonehenge, mm. and they were 30 to 40 tonnes, how do you move a thousand tonne block? And what we really know about Baalbek, and I love this, uh, Near, near the quarry, there's uh, the Roman Temple of uh, Jupiter. Right. Uh, and you've got Roman Colossades and all sorts of things. And the Roman built upon this, this lower layer, which are these mega blocks. And some of these blocks are eight, eight to 900 tonnes. Well, you know it's Roman on top, because the Romans were limited to about six tonnes. Right. They had these uh, men inside these sort of uh, hamster wheels yes. that pulled the ropes and whatever. And that could lift about six tonnes. And that was about their rope limit as well. So... And, and you can see the structure that they built, uh, and, and it looks great, you know, it's really good. But then, but then they're little blocks underneath them, you've got these mega blocks. As, yeah, compared and, to and you look at that and you go, who built that? And then the other question, is, as per before, is not just how, but why. Yeah, what, what's the, 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 the The why is very simple, because it was easy. How does it become easy to move a thousand ton block? Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, uh, for the conference I've got some pictures of some cranes thousand ton cranes and you look at these and you go that's a monster yeah and then you go well ropes that are made out of um yeah sizal and yeah flax and things like that you know you don't know what the what the uh the rate of load is of these ropes right so it might do five tons it might not so you probably would pull more than two tons but you've got a thousand ton block now you're going to start adding up the weight of the rope yeah as well yeah Yeah. so there's numerous questions as to why these blocks today are difficult to move yeah. I mean, we can pick them up, but then you can't you can't do anything with them. Yeah. And also, when you when you start looking at rolling them, you can put a log and roll it. Well, you've I got. I think it's as simple as that. Oh yeah, because one, the logs the logs are going to start sinking into the ground. Yeah. Two, the, the the weight on the on the point of the log will start crushing it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So by the time you've rolled it a hundred yards, hundred meters, you know, you, you you're trying to put it on mush, which is now sinking into the soil. So again, yeah, oh yeah, there's just so many, so many questions. But that's, that intrigues me. That's my yes. life. I want to know everything about that and, yes. and why and when. Yes. Very similar to the Bosnian Triangle, I would imagine. The Bosnian, Bosnian Triangle. Is there a Bos- Bosnian pyramid? Oh, the pyramid. Yes, yes. Pyramid, but oh, on, yes. on a much smaller scale, obviously. Yeah. Well, the uh, well, the Bosnian pyramid is bigger than the pyramids in Egypt. Is it? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's the actual base width or just the height. But I know it's sort of built up, but yeah, it, apparently, I don't know, it's bigger volume, but yeah, it's technically it's bigger than the um, uh, Khufu's Pyramid. Wow. Which isn't Khufu's. No, I wonder <laughs> if that's to do with energy, I'll be honest, because I work with energy, and yeah. anything in it, a pyramid shape, yes. tends yeah, to intensify the energy. Yes. And I wonder if it was something to do with that, with the Bosnia. 
Yeah. We actually have a stone from there, believe it or not. Oh, brilliant. That was found at the very base yeah. and thrown out wow. as not used, not point. And it's got kind of... It's, what looks not runes is the wrong... I would say old Hoggam, the old all right. lines and carved all the way around it. And they threw brilliant. it out as, as waste, didn't want it, with debris. Wanted, yeah. And a gentleman called uh, Michael Appleby said, can I keep this stone? And he said, well, yeah, of course you can. Yeah. So he's, it's in England now, uh, actually. Oh, all right. Oh, well. <laughs> Saying strange synchronicity. <laughs> yeah. yes. So speaking about synchronicities, everybody yes. knows that I'm interested in Bigfoot. They think I'm yes. Interested. That's the only thing I know about is Bigfoot. That's, that's absolutely fine. It's a huge topic. So how did you become interested right. in it? So I wanted to write the second book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my brother said to me a couple of times, is, why don't you include Bigfoot? Now... I know of it, and I'd seen the Paddy video yeah. before. I think most people have seen that. And I knew it was going to be a big topic. And I'd sort of not, not covered it in the first book, because I really wanted to get the book. Because that, that's really about aliens and, yeah. and ancient advanced humans. Um, so I wanted to do an update to that, and I've got a lot more information in that I've learned. Uh, and I thought, Bigfoot, Bigfoot. Let's have a go. Let's, let's, mm. let's have a little look at it. Yeah, see if it's interesting. That was two years ago, and I'm still looking <laughs> at it. <laughs> so, oh, hugely fascinating topic. Um, and, and to me, you know, as, as I was doing the research, it's, and it, it's mind-blowing. Mm. Here is, obviously, uh, advanced bipedal hominids, mm-hmm. different types, UK, US, around the world, that scientists want to avoid, governments yeah. really want to push away from. Here is something of, of our ancestry that is walking around that... We can we can study and, and and see how they work and see how they live and what have you, but it's all being pushed out of the way. Mm. But the um, uh, but there's so much intriguing information out there. If I was doing some research this week for Dr. Meldrew Ketchum, yeah, you, you, yeah, and the DNA today, yeah, I didn't. Re- I, I I thought originally when I first heard of that that it was like one DNA sample they got. Mm. It was actually like it was 103 or something that they got. Yeah. And out of those, they, they got some bits and some, some other bits, but they got, I think it's three full sequences, mm. which is sequenced in the moment. So I want to see if there's any updates on that. Yeah. But on a website I looked at, the, I don't know if you, have you heard, you come across the Pars of Bones? No, no, I don't right. know to me. So, guy in the forest, is up on Mount St. Helens, because right. we, we know that is up in, is it Washington State? I think yes. it is. And as he's walking along the paths, he sort of saw this sort of, it was a pile of bones, well, and, and there's, there's, there's um, I think it was an elk, uh, and, and he got sort of part of the body over here, and then he got a pile of bones, well, most scavengers, mm. and literally is the term that sort of suggests, they'll bite the bones and pull them, they might get the paw on and pull, yeah. but, but the bones end up scattered out, that, yeah. that's what you, that, that's a sort yeah. of, you end up like sort of main body here and some bit spread out, so why would you end up with a pile of bones? Well, the pile of bones, and they found three of these eventually, were either next to tree stumps or next to logs. So right. if you go on a picnic and you don't care about leaving your waste and you just grab a chicken bone and chicken leg out, out, of your, out of your basket and you just munch away and just throw it away, you might throw it there, you might throw it there, you might throw it there, but you, you probably end up with a pile of bones. Well, that's what they got. But these right. are elk ribs and they have teeth marks in. And they've not been cooked. Not been cooked. And the teeth marks, when they've examined them, they compare them to human teeth marks. Mm. They look very similar, but about twice as big. That so the human that, that ate these um, Ailey's elk mm. was eight foot eight inches tall. If, right. you, if you compare their teeth to our teeth, yeah. just a direct comparison. Oh, they also found uh, the footprints as well. So the 16, 16 inch footprints that were 172, yeah, 144 inch stride, yeah. whereas typical humans about 30. So yeah. the 
Yeah, the fact, the fact, but what was really nice is they weren't looking for Bigfoot. I get you. This was just a scientist went, what's that? That's a strange anomaly and yes. we need to look at it. Excellent, yeah. and, and that's what they did. So that's a very interesting report. I'll, I'll, I'll get that over to you. I have similar, very similar accounts from the UK. I have um, on the Snake Pass, right. a pile of sheep bones right. that were completely bleached. Yes. And very, very white and they yeah. were piled up and they were wrapped within a fleece. I don't know whether it was... It's sacred. Fo in some foxes way. don't do that, do they? No, it they don't tend to wrap in fleece. Within a fleece, wow. and placed within a hole in a tree, and it's not the only one that we found. Oh wow! We found a number of those. Well, other people have found yeah, them, and obviously yeah. wrote into me. And then we had the weird deer leg scenario. Right. Always a male deer leg. Right. Always hung about twelve foot high in the tree from a branch. Yeah. No understanding of why. Tends to happen in autumn, which is around about the rut for deer. Right. And I'll send the photos on yeah, to you later. Yeah. And we've got them from Dorset, from Scotland, from Shropshire, all across the UK. Yeah. These strange hanging deer legs in the tree thing. So that's an anomaly. Oh, yeah. And I normally say to people, photograph the hell out of it. Yeah. yeah and all around it, it and everywhere. And look on the floor yeah, and everything. Yeah. Take your photos and send them in. Yeah. Because it might mean nothing. Jeff. I need more. I need you to start treating me like the pest control guy treats me. Oh, come on. He listens to me. Ever since he started using Constant Contact, he uses analytics to understand what offers I really want. What does he have that I don't? A well-designed digital marketing platform that makes his small business more effective. Wow, I didn't even know you cared about analytics. Get into a serious business relationship. Constant Contact. All the digital marketing tools you need. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But like the gentleman in America, it might give them a clue. And the other thing as well that, that the West generally picks up on, it'll, someone will give me a report, you know, like, okay, it sounds, I've never heard it before. Mm. But then, a year or two later, someone else gives a similar report. Yeah. So it's like with you, you know, you've got this, you go, that's strange, weird, I haven't got a clue. But then, a similar time of year, yeah. a similar place, 10 miles away, a similar event. Yeah. You start to see the patterns. You start to see the patterns. Because that's something you mentioned which really intrigued me uh, when we first met at the, uh, when we were out in the woods a couple mm. of months ago. Uh, Next to an old railway line, it's superb, lovely afternoon. When he said that you, you, you get the, the reports as they sort of move out of the southwest yeah, in the spring them. and then they sort of come yeah. back in the, in the autumn. That's absolutely fascinating. It seems to be a seasonal pattern in some way. Um, I've not watched it for long enough. It's probably been about 10 years that I've noticed yeah. it. And with weather, that is not a long enough period. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But, but, but it starts on. It starts but on. I have noticed that there's something around about the rut in... in um, late within the year yeah but in the early months of the year it starts in the south where yes. it's much warmer yeah and the reports and the reports of structure in the fields yeah. and new finds and you see that follow right up the country yes. and round about this time of the year we hit scotland and above and then it all goes quiet wow and it quietens down till probably february march depending on the weather yes and then off Again. I was just thinking that. Do you monitor the weather at the same time? So if it's a harsher winter, do you note that as well as? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've got so you've got seasonal changes. 
but you're also monitoring the weather. So even though this November this November is quite warm, yeah. then you probably expect to have bit, this a bit It'll later. Be around a little bit longer. But yeah. then if it's if it's cooler start yeah. of the winter, then yeah. Wow. 2010, it, the worst winter that we've had in a very very long time. Everything yeah. stopped in October. Wow. So it was if the harvest was done, yeah, and then all the sightings stopped. There was no news, and it was our worst winter. Yeah, I remember those minus ten and. So and it like, just yeah. brings into mind where do they go? Is it because we're not out and not spotting them, or is it that they have a backup plan for winter? Could be, could be. It's, yeah, and it's worth looking into. So it could yeah. be the mines, it could be the underground cave tunnels, the systems yeah. anywhere subterranean. Left. Because that's where we humans would head. Yes. Safety. That's what I would have had. Yeah, absolutely. Down and safety. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, I don't think, a lot of people argue at this point, but because I've looked at hominids across the world, yeah. Russia, Canada, America, England, doesn't matter where you look, Europe, yeah. there are tales of hominids. Yes. People will say they're only in America. Well, that's bunkum. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're everywhere. They're all across. And we're now finding, because we've got people looking, we're finding historical reports and up-to-date reports from the very lower Europe, so like your Baltic states. Right. Which you think maybe would be the last place that you would think you would find them. Well, I don't know, it's all, a lot of it's forestry. I mean, yeah. wherever you've got forest, you know. There's no sea border between Russia yeah, and the no. Baltics. So yeah. it could be that same migrational pattern from yeah. north to south yeah. and south to north again. I mean, that yeah. might be what we're just witnessing for the first time. Absolutely. It's an exciting yeah. thing we do. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's absolutely fascinating. It's like one of the things I was looking at as well. It's they, they, they often talk about the land bridge between the UK and Europe, yeah. and the land bridge between America and, uh, mm. and America and Russia. And I started looking into that. Now, one of the things I've I've really spent some time on is sea level changes. Yes. So that we know that twelve and a half thousand years ago, um, you know, we're now near, near, near Preston. Mm. From Preston, we go north to, to Blackpool. If you're stood on the Blackpool where is now the Blackpool Prom, mm. twelve and a half thousand years ago. There's no sea there. You, you've got to walk towards the Isle of Man, and the Isle of Man is just a mountain range. You keep walking towards Ireland. You go across the other side of Ireland, and I don't know if it's 50 miles or 100 miles or, yeah. or whatever it is, before you get anywhere near the sea. And the sea level is 500 feet below where we are now, which I think it's 465, which is actually the same height as Cuckoo's Pyramid. Yeah, I think we, 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 we think England's always been misshaped. Yeah. And we forget that it's, Se- uh, the coast was miles Seven, miles seven to 8,000 years ago, you know, the, the, the join between uh, the UK and Europe, once sort of Doggerland had sort of flooded, mm. there was still, where the White Cliffs of Dover are and the, and the White Cliffs of, of Calais are, that was the height of the land. So what's now uh, 1,800 yeah. feet sea level was, was you know, well, above land. So seven to 8,000 years ago, you know, and again, some people might say, well, how did these animals get here? They just watered off the land like everybody else did. Yeah, exactly um, so they've got that. But also, you know, you, you think of the land bridge between uh, Alaska and Russia. Mm. Well, if you actually look at the sea levels between the two, so Alaska sticks out and this bit yeah. sticks out, well, this sea level, this, this sea, the, the sea bed is only 150 feet down. So it's actually 300 feet above water. So if you see how big Alaska is and it sort of tapers off, yeah. no, go straight across. That's, it's not a land breathe. This, this is like, I don't know, three, 400 miles across, whatever. Mm. So yes, some of that's going to be icy. Uh, and, and it depends where, whereabouts you are in the ice age. Yeah. But once the sea level starts to drop 150 feet, it's, a, it's, it, it's just land. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, you can go from South America all the way to the top of Scotland. It's the same as early man. People say, how did early man come from one small, tiny village in Africa? Yeah. Because the sea levels were so low, there was a part where you could cross from there to Asia. Yeah. And then you, you start to get the blue-eyed gene yeah. and the blonde-haired gene. And yeah. it all comes from Lubset, as we said. Yes. And we spread out across the world. Well, I think hominids did exactly the same yeah. thing. 
the, the, red, <laughs> the Red Sea didn't exist yeah. because the entrance to the Red Sea is high. Now, I actually think, if you look at the Mediterranean, the entrance to the Mediterranean, I think, is below this 460 feet mark at the moment. But I think when you look at it, that that would have been higher. Mm. And the, because there's... Um, if you've got a museum in Malta and a museum in Crete, there might be other ones, there's pygmy elephants. Right, yeah. Boats, but, but pygmy elephants were literally three or four feet tall, so they would have started off as bigger ones. But these were on these islands in the Mediterranean. Mm. How'd you get there? You've got to walk. You've got to walk there. You know, I think elephants can swim, and you know, if it's like a quarter of a yeah. mile across or something, they, they can manage that, but you're not going to swim 100 miles to an island that you can't see. No, I think we, we think about it with a 2019 brain, don't we? We, we do, we do. And it was very, very different back then. I tend to say to people, stop thinking of them like... like an ape, and to try to think of them like a early human or a tr yes. somebody worked within a tribe. Yeah. Food, for for instance, would drive you on. If you yes. were hungry and there was oh, nothing yeah. in well, the time, area, time, yeah. you would have to continuously push on. Yeah. You deplete any human that stays in an area for around about five weeks would tend to deplete the food yeah. sources. Yeah. So it makes common sense that as us humans moved with the food, yeah. that these hominids would be doing the same. Yeah, I mean the yeah, I mean the, the same. The human migration out of Africa and, and conquering the world was literally a slow walking pace. So like I say, you're here for a while and then you know you traipse on a couple of miles and you go hunting fishing there, then you traipse yeah, on a and few you miles. just keep you, and but, you have uh, this mental map of the area then yes. where your food sources yeah. are. There's also the halibut effect that people say where the halibut effect is where when you outfish an area yes. you have to go go away for forty, fifty years and you yes. come back and everything's back, and to, back normal. to normal. Yeah. So you see yeah. a huge so like cycle a smaller then. cycle of that really yes. is what we're looking at. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let me just, uh, I know we, we've got the notes here, but what I want to talk to you about, because I'm noticing yes. about Pate, one of the, that I possibly think yeah. might be um, a contender is Heidel Agasto, or right. Heidel Bagensis. Right. And Agasto, they had a, a, a specimen from a 14 year old barn, and his thigh bone would have put him at 7 foot 7. Right. Is that the late Takana boy? I think so. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, he's about nine years old. Uh, I'll, uh, I do have a picture of that, so I might even clear that in my presentation. Because it ties with Patty, doesn't it? It does. It does. Uh, all the early humans were tall. It's only later humans that are small. Mm. You know, we as uh, Homo sapiens only evolved around three hundred thousand years ago. So prior to that, they don't know a lot about them. Yeah. And if you look at Lake Carnivore, if, if, if you find the picture on Google. His shoulders are up. Yes, yeah, so he's got no neck thing. Yeah, because we, our hands come about top thigh, whereas uh, the Bigfoot uh, and the Lex Carnivore, yeah, they're a lot further down. But if they mount the shoulders up, it lifts the hand up, yeah, so, it's so that it, so that it looks human, but it's not. Mm. Uh, and there's also some footprints from, oh, I can't remember where they were, but they're somewhere in Africa, uh, and they are human footprints from, are they a couple of million years old? It's where there's some volcanic ash, mm. and then it got wet, and there's more volcanic ash, and these have set. Uh, and those are, the, the stride of those, from your stride, you can work out the height, yeah. 2.72, I think it is, something like that. Uh, so you can work out the height of whoever it was that walked across there, roughly. But yeah, there, there's no reason why it can't be, can't be huge. There's lots of theories into what they are, and we're not going to get into that today, because there's everything from alien life, all the way through to normal human yeah. hominid in yeah. the bloodline. Um, and that's not what we did debating, is it? When you start to research into Bigfoot, yeah. it leads you on to other things, as we've spoken about before. Yes, yeah. So where did your research lead you? Well, it's actually section four of the book. There's a Blake Sox after me. <laughs> um, 
because, and again, it, 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 pulling in the, the other threads of research. So um, uh, uh, the, the Russian guy who's reading the uh, the Sumerian tablets, mm -hmm. uh, his name escapes me at the moment. He he came along with the not the story, but he, his translations describe the the Nephilim coming down, taking the basically bipedal hominid yeah. that was walking around at the time and turning basically into us. Mm -hmm. You know, we we. We've lost skills, you know. Yeah, we have. We we are animals of the woods. We don't see very well in the dark. We're okay on strength, but we're not super strength. Mm. Um, but we're intelligent enough, and uh, you know, working down the uh, um, sorry, that, mm. yeah, you, you could work down the gold mines, and yeah. you could run the gold mines, and that's basically all we had to do. And we're small enough to make small gold mines, not 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 mm. huge ones. Uh, and that that seems to fit in very well. That the the Bigfoot types that are out at the moment. Are basically what we should have been. Yes, what we would be called. What we should should be, yeah. And yeah. a lot of these museums that do Neolithic man, they do basically like a face like us and a beard and yeah. a bit stocky, big brows and whatever. But uh, the book called uh, Them and Us uh, by a guy who I think is an Italian, uh, it's got a bit of a strange name. But Them and Us, the picture on the front of the book shows basically a, a hairy ape. Mm. Uh, and it's like, well, again, that's where bipedals on this planet should be. Not looking like this, and yeah. not as intelligent as we are. We're not made for this planet. Absolutely. We need a house. We need warm clothing. Yeah. We we have forgotten all of our feeding skills, our yeah. keeping warm skills. Yeah. We need to manipulate our environment to stay alive. Yeah. If you're in Africa, you burn up. If you're in the yeah. Arctic, you freeze <laughs> to death. Yeah. You know, there's really no. I mean, like the, the the UK. Well, even in the UK, you probably couldn't yeah. sleep outside on your own. You know, you're getting something on top of you. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't just, you can't you can't just lay down under a tree and sleep. You know we, we just we just can't we're just not made for that. But but these animals certainly are. They, you know these uh, all these reported Bigfoot. They are, and if they're not of this planet, that would make a, a great understanding of why yeah. some of the phenomena that we find out around them. Yeah. Which le honestly leads me to the the past life and the and the hypnotherapist. Yes. Yeah. So um, I was I worked in Canada two thousand ten to two thousand twelve, uh, designer helping to design a business jet. Me and about 3,000 other people. Uh, and while I was over there, um, I really fancied doing a, um, doing a course to sort of prove how good the conscious mind is. Yeah. So it was either doing fire walking or spoon bending. So I went spoon bending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they also did a course on hypnotherapy. Right. So I did this course on hypnotherapy. So uh, you talk someone down into a trance, uh, uh, or into more relaxed yeah, state, relaxed basically. Uh, you go through a script with them to help them deal with whatever they're going to deal with, and we're going to be doing some of this later on. Mm. Um, and then, then you can bring them out of it. So I've, I've done that with several people, and that, that's really, really good. And I really want to do past life regression. Well, mm -hmm. after our meet a couple of, couple of months ago, uh, I went and did an online course for that. So I'm now certified. I've now got to go and do several practice ones mm -hmm. when I've sorted my books out so I know exactly what I'm doing. And because you're playing with people's subconscious minds, you've got to be really careful. Yeah. Uh, so while I'm happy and comfortable, and we start doing some practices, uh, and then we'll take Debs back to to various places, and we're going to see what we can sort of have them out there. I think it, it, not only me, I would love to go back to the day yeah. and try and be able to view it without the fear, as if yes. I'm watching it on a screen. Well, if I could just stop you on that one, just so that you know, if you've had an encounter uh, and, and you're thinking you'd like to be able to get rid of some of the fear, mm. what we do is take you to a safe place. Mm -hmm. we, we build before we before we do the hypnotism. We build a safe place. Where you're comfortable and happy, and if at any point you, you're not happy, we just talk what we're doing. So yeah, so we build yeah. a safe, safe place, and then we can look at this from the outside, and, and then we can talk. Basically, I can walk you through 
where you feel comfortable, how close you want to do, yeah. want to be, or whatever. Lots and lots of the witnesses feel exactly the same. That yeah. they, they say everything's out there for the paranormal witnesses, Dan. Yes. And everything's out there for the extraterrestrial witnesses. And yes. There's nothing for us. Yes. And there I'm isn't, here for you guys. Yeah, there isn't, yeah. is there? But there is actually. There's a team here yes. that's prepared yes. to help you. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to push as forward with that as we can. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't just have witnesses to Bigfoot sign creatures. Yeah. As we were discussing before, many yeah. of them have experiences with other forms of genre or phenomena, yes, yeah. whatever word we want to put on yeah. it. So they'll have these very strange moments of synchronicity yes. throughout the life that leads them to one area. And I notice that more and more with them as I work with them and, and speak to them. Some people say I do counselling, I don't. I let <laughs> I think, them talk. I think you do, but what would you counselling? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. let them talk and then I can say to them, look, you're not on your own. Yes. That was exactly the same as it was for me, yes. and that's how it was for Mike, and that's how it was for Phil. Yeah. And we do that, and then I'd love to take it that next level for them, and yes. be able to take them back to the day, yes. and, and let them see that day. Yeah. And we might get a few more details, Yes. if we're very, very lucky. Well, it'd be nice to research start to get more details, you know, can you describe, can you yes. fr freeze the frame, Yes. now can you give us descriptions as to what you can see? Yes. And, you know, is there anything, any internal feelings that you get as well? That You were speaking earlier about square teeth. And everybody says to me, do you have canines? And it didn't. Yeah. It had teeth like a human being, yes. just like you are I. Yes, yeah. And it wasn't because he was growling, he just had a bit of a slack jaw. Yeah. And his teeth were definitely square. They weren't as white as ours. Yes. They've clearly never seen a dentist. <laughs> yeah. But they were. Yeah. I remember, mostly I remember the eyes, the teeth, and these jaw muscles. Yeah. Just, I don't huge, know. huge solid jaw. As if you could crush a bone with your teeth. Yes. That's what I remember more than yeah. anything. And obviously I only saw it from here up. Yes. But I have got witnesses that have seen full-on genitalia, you know, this entire man that yeah. they see. Yeah, And as you can imagine, for the ladies, that can be quite frightening. Yeah, and one of the problems, if you're looking at something that's like eight feet tall, then these things are a lot close to eye level. Yeah, most definitely. Yes. So we yeah. do, I do have a few ladies that um, obviously yeah. have seen men, 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 oh, I can't get the word now. <laughs> genitalia. Oh, men, genitalia, yeah. yeah. But yeah, this isn't just that. I think it's much easier for the lady witnesses because it's okay for a lady to be sensitive and it's okay for a lady to be scared. Yes. Much, much harder for the males. Yeah, I know, I know there's a huge campaign at the moment with the uh, ex-forces people um, because you're always told to stiff up a lip, you're exactly. always told to, yeah. you know, just bite it, just get on with it and whatever. And it's, yeah, it, it's something I think they want to incorporate within the forces. You know, 18, 19-year-olds going out to Afghanistan exactly. and Iraq and they're shooting, killing people. In, in, in defence, that's fine, but you know that's got to play in your mind. Yeah, you've got, you, you've got, got to be a mental payoff. before before they leave the forces. They need to start clearing tech. And, and again, it's more the opening up. So you know, I'm quite just what's well, like you know, you quite sit there and just listen to you know with, with guys or girls describing how they feel. Effects on the life. Yeah. It affects everything in your life. It does. It does. Then it affects your family members, and yes. it has this ripple on effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I think that's where my main focus lies is obviously the witnesses. Yeah. And as I've noticed, that they're not all just witnesses to these Bigfoot creatures. Yes. So there's lots more going on around them. Yes. And to be able to help them that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, we past life regression is one thing. Yes. And I think everybody expects the the Confederate soldier. Yeah. Or the, you know, the Queen of Sheba type yeah. thing. Yeah. And I would imagine there are people with very normal lives in, yes. their, in their past lives. Yeah. But it would be bloody interesting to hear. Oh, about. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> first time I experienced it, so I went back to see this couple, because they did pass life progression, so I, I've actually experienced it myself. Right, right. Uh, and I was... Uh, uh, you tell, uh, tell, me, tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, I was uh, a Viking. Now, one of the things is you don't always... Because you go like, okay, so go to the next scene, three, two, one, go. 
and, and there's like a, a big blank and you go like okay there's like nothing here uh, and it's like, I got like a sense that I was on top of a hill looking down over it looked like a lake but it was like a narrow lake uh, and it turned out it was a viking right uh, and then there's a big battle and I got knocked unconscious in the battle and that caused problems in life later on but one of the interesting things that I didn't, we didn't mention earlier when we were chatting is if you're doing a pass past life regression rather than just a regression with this you have to do the death scene now right. so many people are sort of scared of, of, of death and dying but what you do with the death scene is you see how that you you uh, uh, sort of fade away but also that the spirit comes out of the body and goes up gently but it's also how you feel through the death and yeah. gently relaxed and you know, once death's come, and you hear it in so many reports that whatever pains you got all sort of disappear, yeah. and you just float up, and, and it's all calm and relaxed, and, and actually for me as well, you know, it really sort of makes you go like, okay, well, just chill and enjoy life more, and, and that's really what the death scene's sort of all about, so it's not, it's not anything to worry about, mm. and if, if anybody does want to experience that, that's fine, we'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we have to do that, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is a, the theory, and I'm really interested in it, that yeah. some of our aches and pains, yes. physical problems, yes, Psychological problems yeah. that we come from the life before. Yes, there was a, a lady that that had happened to uh, when I was in the therapy course at this couple. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was about. Uh, she was struggling to drive. She wouldn't drive on the interstate as in mm. Canada. Um, and she's really getting to a point where she didn't like to drive at all. She wanted hypnotherapy. That didn't help. And so I said, we think it's something from the past that's mm. come forward into this life. Past life regression, she'd been killed on the road on an interstate when she was mid forties, and now she's getting to mid forties. Yeah. Uh, so, and again, it's what what you do in the in, in the past life regression, and she's trying to see if there is anything that's linked, and then you break the links off so that nothing affects. So this lady, you know, within a couple of days, she's very happy to sort of drive anywhere, and, and, and life changed. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I, I know for a fact that you yourself said that you think the pain in your back. Yes. Is related. Could be. Could some of that, yes. I, I, when, when I was a child, I had terrible, terrible pains in my legs. Yeah. Always. I always called them the biting dogs, and I'd have them consistently all the time. Wow. And yeah. my parents, I went to every doctor, and they just always growing pains, and always growing pains. And it, it never kind of stopped. 1970s. Yeah, yeah, and it still happens to this day. I have right. dreams where either rocks are falling on my legs, or my legs are trapped in something. Yeah. Um, or there's an animal biting my legs, and it's just oh, pain, and it could wake me it up. It literally could be past life. They'll be interesting as we get further into sessions, and certainly before the conference, we should have been able to go through this. Uh, in fact, before the conference, it'd be nice to do a follow-up video where we've done yeah. some sessions to see how, see what what we've managed to yeah, change. Yeah, what's come out. Because it, it'd be interesting for me to know what I can help people with. Yeah. Uh, but also, I'll, I'll be going through like a growing and learning process to get to the point where I am really comfortable and happy to help people mm. with all sorts of things. And if we can break all these uh, emo- 
these emotional link things from the past that are affecting people now, that'd be awesome. That'd yeah. be awesome. But we're going to touch on some tricky subjects in the conference. I think people think it's just going to be Bigfoot based, and it's not. Yeah. It's not because I don't know anybody that has just a Bigfoot experience. Yeah. So we're going to touch on some of the missing people. Right, the 411. Some of the vanishing. Well, that's obviously the American yeah. is 411. Because yeah. I've always said, and, I, and I, I'm more than happy to put my hand up and say that I'm wrong, I've always said that there are no aggressive attacks in the UK and there are no missing people. Yeah. But I've got to be 100% honest and say that in the last six months in the research that I'm doing, yeah. I am finding missing males in the areas of the sightings or these very strange uh, deaths that are classed as no suspicious circumstances. Right. Even to the point where just a foot has been found. Wow. And that death has been classed as no suspicious circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the government's leaned in and gone. Yeah, just, so just how do you do that? that with yeah. the, what, how did they die? How do yeah. you know what happened? How do yeah. you come to the conclusion that there's no suspicious yeah. circumstances? So there will be talks about that. There'll be Good. talks on the extraterrestrial. Yeah. There will be mediums there on the day. People from the paranormal. Yeah. Um, if you if you've got any questions up front for us, just yeah. send them in, and we'll answer them on the day. We're going to try and have a town hall meeting as well. Yes, that'd be excellent. So that anybody, we'll do it in a, a relaxed period of the day, so that anybody that wants to share their encounter, regardless of what it's with, you can share it with the panel. Yeah. Because there will be somebody on the panel that's experienced it. Or yeah. there will be somebody sat in the audience that's gone through the same yes. thing. Yeah, excellent. And I think once we realise how many of us they are in yes. the room, yeah. it will make people feel that actually I'm not on my own. I'm not, yeah, you that's, know. that's one of the biggest things. You know, back in the sort of 70s and 80s, or even into the 80s, even into the 90s, you know, if you've had uh, you know, a ghost, poltergeist, yeah. UFO, Bigfoot, any of these sort of sightings, any of these unusual phenomena type sightings, you know, everyone just go for you. Although actually, when I uh, first out, I lived in had a poltergeist. Uh, and I had to get the one of the vicars mm. round, and all the guys on the flight line are sort of like laughing at me, gawfing like you are. But one of the guys who I thought was going to laugh at me didn't, because he said near where he lived there was a, a, a canal, uh, and they're taking the bridge down. He says, but every now and again you can hear the hooves going over the bridge. bridge. He says, well, I believe you, which really shocked me, which yeah. was really good. But on the whole, you get laughed at. But certainly, I, I don't know if it's like the last, last couple of years, or last five years, or whatever. It's becoming more and more open, and as more people come open, it's almost like a floodgate. You know, you got ten people, then fifty, then a couple hundred, and then you go. So yeah, so the town hall meeting is going to be really, really exciting, interesting to do. When I started British Bigfoot, way we didn't have an even have a title back yeah. when I started. We didn't even I didn't even have a name for it. I just yeah. used to call it the Eight Man Monster thing. <laughs> if I just, I think if I'd have seen a ghost, people yeah. would have been a bit more open to me. it. Yeah. yeah. And if I'd have said I'd seen lights or anything like that, yeah. th that would be different. But because I'm describing this almost ape-type human hybrid cross thing, yes. then it's clearly in my mind and I'm clearly mental. <laughs> well, I wasn't on my own that day. Yes. So we must have both been mental. At the same time, with the same image. With the same image. Which so, never happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, to me, that's the whole reason I started doing what I was doing. It wasn't about getting the most Bigfoot reports. Yeah. It was finding other people that had had these really similar experiences. Absolutely, yeah. To, to make, make sure that you know that you're not at going first, down. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. validation. At first, it was, it was just all about self and validating that what I'd seen was actually real. Yeah. And it changed for me as it's changed for you. Yeah. Once the people become people to you and you understand the personal story, yes. you think, I've got to help this person. Absolutely, yeah. I've got yeah. to do whatever I can, can to help this person. And I always thought I'd probably get it maybe a year <laughs> or 18 months it or something like, like that. that. It? No, it's not been like that at all. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's growing in all honesty. Yes. When you said floodgates, that is exactly what it's yeah. like. 
as each person comes forward and I put the account out or the video out, yeah. at least six or seven other people will contact me and yes. say, that's the same for me or something similar, something I yes. recognise something and know yes. it within that. Which again gives you more information on slightly, slightly Yeah, and yeah. It, I think, ah, that twigs with, and yes. then that makes me start thinking. Yeah. Because really, British Bigfoot, is it's, the name's wrong. Bigfoot covers anything hominid that's walking yes. around. Yeah. And we don't actually know that they actually are Bigfoot. It was just a name that was used in the in the newspapers yes. to, to yeah. cover them. So they, I would imagine that they have a name for themselves, and we don't know it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah? And yeah. I'd love to know what that is. Well, the different types. Obviously, they each have names. Mm, but I meant per, to them. Oh right, what I was do they their call their species? Yes. Because we we have the old grass man, we have the skunk ape, we yeah. have the, the, the wood bugger, the sasquatch, all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. What name do they have for themselves? Yeah. We call each other humans. Yes. I'd love to know what they call each other. Absolutely, and it would be interesting as well because you've got the skunk apes who are what, about six foot tall. Mm, very they're, they're ishy aggressive. Mm. You've got the ones in Texas which are like the sort of the chimpanzee face. Yeah, the more apish. Six foot, more apish ones. And then you've got several species of the tall ones. You've got the paddy type ones, and yeah. then there's the tall, thinner ones. And then yeah, there so, is. So you've got several already. And again, do they have their own names for each other? Yeah, are they. Are they do they recognise that that is a separate or same species to them as you that do would be with us? Yeah. That's that's something I'd like yeah. to ask. And then even in England, they don't all come in. And it's not just yeah. one. No. You get the caveman, ancient man type. Right. About seven and a half feet is about average reported. Right. Yes. But we have them from four feet. Now, if you're thinking of juveniles, that could account for could them. Could Yeah. But it, to me, it also mixes in with the, like, the Pictish brown boys. Our early stories, our very early stories yes. in the UK, yeah. of these little brown hairy men that right. people would see. Yeah. Some people call them the Fae, quite evil. Right. But we always put an evil connotation onto anything we don't anything understand. Anything we don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, in all honesty, the Picts were, they were chemical geniuses. They knew every plant. Right. They could take out entire towns by putting a plant in the water source. Yes. And they would sell those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe check, it or not. Check out the neighbouring town that you're warring with. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. they used them like zombies. They would dose wow. them up on, on medicines and yeah. they would send them out as soldiers. Jeepers. Now listen to the description. These soldiers gibbered. They could understand English, but they couldn't answer back. Yeah. They became hair covered. Yeah. And they could lift great things with great strength. Yeah. And they could march for 18 hours a day. I, was, I did a, 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 an online cryptic course uh, a while ago. And it's describing trolls, mm. um, tall, hairy, jibber, don't talk properly, uh, ultimate strength and what mm. have you. And, and the, the, there's trolls and there's various other ones. Yeah. And, and you're going, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, yeah. Bigfoot, Bigfoot. What? But yeah, there, there's so many things in history that, that um, are so similar. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. And the silver yeah. trees in, in Caesar's diary, yeah. all the way up to the sastras that the Gaul mentioned. Yeah. There's always been a mention of them in the yes. UK and across the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then across, you, you start to look at Europe and you've got the Leshy and the Puka and these names that I can't even pronounce. Yeah. Back in the day, before we communicated, before yes. we had the wonderful World Wide Web, yeah. every single country has that same story. Before people spoke and communicated, yes. yeah. we have this do not go into the woods because. Yes. And it's that nugget that intrigues me. Where it's, did that story come yeah. from? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like the flood myths. Just mm. about every country and every nation around the world. The same thing. Hundreds have basically the same sort of story. Yeah. So yeah. how did we know that? Is it, is it in our genetic memory? Is it 
because we still to this day do you know we're still we yeah. can communicate in the touch of a button in 10 seconds yes but back 400 years ago <laughs> back 50 years yeah i'm years. telling you the same story that maybe a lady in russia would tell you or yes. a lady in canada would tell you yeah and it that's gone on for millennia so is that information that's been passed around the world or is that just the same experiences mm, yeah. because you, as you say you've got the humans and you've got the the, the forest beasties not just the, the the cougars and the bears and what have you but you've got something that will take your head off basically yeah both definitely i think you know, so misidentification does come into some of the accounts yes if you've got people from the town and they're out in the countryside and they're not used to what they're seeing yes. that can yeah. cause a bit of a problem but when you're talking to people who are like actual guides who have lived their entire, they're in Inuit, they've lived yes. their entire lives out there, yeah. and they're telling me the same stories. Yes. And it's been, the grandfather saw them, and the great-grandmother saw them. Yeah. They don't have the hesitation that we Brits have. No. So we'll go, oh, I saw it. Yes. They say, I saw it, and I know that I saw it, yeah. and nobody will tell me differently yeah, than that's absolutely. what I saw that day. Yeah. That fascinates me, and it brings me on to Lloyd Pye. Oh, Awesome. Such, such, a, such a pissy he's, he's, he's passed. Absolutely. Just, he, the man fascinates me. I remember finding him yeah. many years ago, and it would have been YouTube, and it was early YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was starstruck. I don't know if you did the same as me. You watch it, and it's about an hour and a half long. The, it, it does, it does two or three minutes. Yeah. I'll oh. give it five minutes. You watch oh. it, and then you know, within a week or two, you want to watch it again. Yeah, and it, it, Pie, it gave everything us, you know is wrong. Yeah. Go and find it. Yeah, it's gave me so you know many questions. Wrong. I didn't oh. even know that we couldn't account for the missing link. Yeah. No, the, the, the uh, you know, we were in the Stone Age, or, or we were, you know, it, it took us, I think, like a million years to go from just having a rock to having a rock that you chipped to a point. Yeah. In fact, I've got something that's really going to blow your socks off. <laughs> when I was researching this week, uh, for, for some questions or some of the details, and I keep keep moving things on. There's an ape. Well, I'd have previously come across the fact that chimpanzees mm -hmm. in Zimbabwe uh, in the 1970s were trained how to use machetes. Yeah. Oh, you, you've heard of that one? Yeah. And the fact that they still see them in the woods now with machetes, and these are like third or fourth generation on, that are using these machetes. They've learned the skills. Orangutans in Borneo are starting to be spear fishing. And they've even found there's a, an ape, it's only, it's only like a two-foot-tall ape uh, in South America that is, is entered the Stone Age. So it's just, just becoming... And then you go, well, well, how do you know that? So 3,000 years ago, they've, they've got, when they've done uh, archaeological digs, they've found things that haven't been used by humans, and they found that they've used small stones to crack nuts. Yeah. Then 300 years ago, there was a step change, and they started using bigger stones. And 100 years ago, I think they started... Uh, putting nuts onto uh, uh, blocks and using other yeah. stones. They're moving onwards. Okay, they're not developing tools yet and, and they're not going to take over the world like Planet of the Apes yet. But we always think of all the animals being, being the way they are now. Yeah. You know, all the African animals are African. Well, hyenas and hippos are found in the UK. Yeah. Um, lions. We had lions. Lions, you know, and, and, and uh, um, horses came from uh, America originally, which mm. is now zebras. Um, and you just imagine that things are static. But as I was saying earlier, you know, Homo sapiens only developed 300,000 years ago, but chimpanzees only developed 250,000 years ago. Mm. So they're all fairly down. So we assume that animals are static, but if animals are starting to, 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 uh, to make things and create things, then everything is evolving, it, yeah. which goes against it's so many other paradigms. That, yeah, it is yeah. a continual evolvement. It's a continual evolvement, yeah, which, mm. is, which is mind-blowing.
The same for resumers, I think. I know of um, cases through Ian Redmond yeah. where there are certain species of ape that will take their sweet potatoes down to the sea. They put them in the sea because it tastes salty and it makes your food taste better. Um, There are very small gorillas, baby gorillas, that know how to undo a a, a trap. And they will follow the poacher in the woods and undo every trap he's (laughs) set. And these are the young, they're not even the older adults, these are the small ones. They become a game for them. So he will go out and he will set all his snares and they will go behind him and undo all of those snares. So this is level of intelligence that we don't give them. Yes. But how did we jump from that to us? Yeah. Where yeah. where's this? Where where's the where's the spark? I think yeah. I think they quite often sort of look at the spark. It's how that. So six six million years ago, five million years ago, there, there was a, 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 a an ape that sort of you know animal continuations were developing change. It's like you got mountain gorillas and the other gorillas. Yeah. And, Things move on from that. It's like chimpanzees. You've got chimpanzees, bonobos, billy apes. Interesting. We'll talk more about those on the day because they're mm. absolutely fascinating. So you know these, these are sort of divergent subspecies of yeah. like a common ancestor. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. One. No, what, what, how, the missing link. It's yes. Actual. We yeah. go from this down-crunched on all fours. On all fours. Like, to be like simply straight doing. human being. Yeah. And I know a gastrin and, and some of the hominids came down from the trees and started to live on the ground and that would have made sense. But you still I think this you'd have been down on all fours because that's yeah. what we talk about the big foot to do all fours yeah. and they go up on two. Yeah. But we become this this we give birth differently. Yes. Oh, there's so on, many, yeah. We've had to make so many physical changes to stand up on two legs and yes. it would have been so much easier. Yeah. To just be down on the ground. Yeah. Why? I think it's actually interesting that from what I know, most or a lot of alien species are bipedal, stand up on two legs all the time. Right. So that's almost like a, a, a cross match between the two. Yes. Uh, which goes back to the Sumerian text. That's to say, when we put made in their image, it's made in the aliens' images from the sort of. So you've got semi bipedal, mm. you can walk bipedal and <laughs> run on all fours, because, you know, Bigfoot will run on all fours, you know, they'll jump, climb, whatever, or, or they can run on two legs, you know, super fast. Um, but to go fully upright, which we are, we cannot, you know, we look stupid on all fours, you know, you take your kids on the back sort of thing. But, you know, to get your back leather, you've got to be on your knees because that's the length of your arms. Yeah. It, it's completely wrong unless you're based on a bipedal animal. Yeah. And also, you look at our hairless bodies. Mm. And when we go into water, we have the, um, uh, it's the aquatic yeah. uh, something or other. The, it, it's as if somehow we've grown from an aquatic predecessor. But we know in the earthly human line, there's, there's nothing of that. So, more questions, basically. Well, it brings us to genetic engineering, doesn't yeah. it? And it's yeah. a subject people don't like to touch on. Well, I like touching on touchy subjects. Yeah. There is that theory that we have been genetically engineered. Absolutely. Well, that, that, that can prove as well. We're on Lloyd Pies where we look mm. at uh, our genes and, and apes' genes, where the middle, the second gene, second chromosome, mm. has been split into two. I've watched a lot of pie, it'll yeah. sort of stuff. But I actually recently had my DNA done, so I actually mm, got my DNA. I remember you selling me. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's fascinating. Is, is some, I'll tell her later. It, it's just, <laughs> it, that's always puzzled me because yeah. I've always been, int- obviously, I've always been interested in monkeys and apes and, and simians because yeah. he, to me, I thought that's what he was. Yes. So I was trying to find him in this line and then I could have gone, right, that's exactly what it was. Yes. I know what it was, I can walk away from it. Yeah. And after 37, 38 years, I was not able to do that. Um, Billy Ape is a very close description, face-wise, facially, yeah. very I, I similar did, yeah. to what I saw. But still, 
very they, they still much more, don't yeah, they? still much more ape-like. He was more human than that. Yeah. And I've never really looked into like, genetic engineering. I've been so boxed off with Bigfoot. Stuff. You've had a hell of a lot of research to do. You yeah. can only focus on so much. Yeah. And I'm really interested now in, in obviously spreading that out into other areas because yeah. I want to know more. I want to know more about this genetic era, yeah. engineering. There is the thought that not only are we genetically engineered, that they are also genetically engineered. Can be, absolutely. So I'm really interested in doing more, learning yes. more about that. Yeah. And obviously that brings me back to the conference and why we're having the conference. Yeah. There's so many topics when you start, when we have the meet, I always say to people, don't worry if you've not had an encounter. Yeah. We don't just talk about Bigfoot on the meet. Yeah. We never absolutely. do. Yeah. It spreads out into all manner of The conversation genre. is allowed to evolve into whatever way it naturally flows to. And I'm yes. hoping that's what the conference is going to be. Saying. Yes. Yeah. It's a natural progression of that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we're planning at the moment is the several speakers that come up and we're going to talk throughout the day. But then it depends how long you can stay mm. for, because it is on a Sunday, unfortunately is that get chairs cleared away and as many people are willing to talk, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're yeah. happy to talk for hours, that ask the questions that you want to ask. Uh, uh, we might be able to answer them or point on somebody else who yeah. can't or websites or whatever. Yeah, if we no, can't answer we'll, them, we'll, we'll find a way of getting yeah, the information. We'll, we can we'll all do, do can. that. I've had a number of people who've said that they're more than happy to stand up and talk about their experiences, strange yeah. things. And quite a few of them have said to me, I, haven't, I can't tell you anything because mine's to do with the paranormal. Right. Uh, so, well, I want to hear it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because I want to learn everything there is about every flavour out there. And I'm, then, you know, it might help me in, in yeah. my mind. I think, I think the thing is, what, what everything does have in common is, this is like known science. That's what we yeah. have today. But there's so much else yeah. above that that we know so little about. You know, the, uh, the paranormal, you know, oh, is time travel possible? Science can prove that yeah. it isn't. Well, science can't even prove what gravity actually is. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say You <laughs> can't yeah. make the mind up. Yeah, or the parallel to wave. How does that work out? I don't know. It's the same but, as Cheddar Man. I always get the Cheddar Man thing. 25 yeah. years ago, Cheddar Man was blonde, he was blue-eyed, he had reddish-coloured hair, and he was this build and he was that build. Now they're saying he's very dark from the DNA sequencing. Right. Dark curly hair would have had dark eyes. Yeah. So everything we told you 25 years ago, we was just guessing. Yeah. 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 And now the, we're scientifically the, know the what DNA, it is. The DNA is moving on so fast. Mm. You know, the fact that for less than, less than 150 pounds, I got my health. Uh, am I, uh, you know, what, what conditions am mm. I liable to have? I'm all actually really good. Um, but then it also looks at me, my history. This, a couple of these things are really interesting. So it's got my mum's hint. Mm. Me, my mum's matriarchal history, yeah. my dad's patriarchal history. Obviously, it only follows one line of yeah. genetics. One goes back two hundred seventy-five thousand years. One goes back one hundred seventy-five thousand years. But they both come through Samaria ten thousand years ago. Right. And I went, oh, that is interesting. Yeah. That is really interesting because, and if you don't know about Samaria, look up Zachariah Stitching. He sort of worked out that that's a mind blowing. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's, I, I know. I remember watching a very long time ago. I watched a documentary on DNA. And I knew that they could tell, like, your early food, where your ancestors were from. And yes. And I didn't know, that I always presumed that the, the blue-eyed gene was a kind of northern thing, and it's not. Right. It, it comes from um, where we very first came from. Yeah. Human beings had kind of blondish hair. And yeah. Hair. And it's one of the reasons we're lacto-intolerant, because we're not supposed to take dairy. It's not yeah. within us. It's only supposed to be... Uh sort of youngsters when they're on the breast. Yeah. And once you're off the breast, you don't have dairy. Exactly. And yeah. it was when we stopped foraging and we settled and found yes. that these kind of dia the diabetics and the kind of strange illnesses that we have yes. fit in because we started to change nature to work for us. Yes. 
So gen- you know, genetic food is not a new thing. It's yeah, been no, happening absolutely. forever. Because we yeah. didn't want to walk and we didn't want to find it anymore. Yeah. And I wonder if some of them did not settle and they carry on that lifestyle and it has carried Absolutely. on to this day yeah. and we just don't see them because A, we're not looking for them yeah. and B, they're very good at being elusive. Yeah. But it could be that we look all the way across to the end of the spectrum, there could be extraterrestrial in our... Or it doesn't matter well, what book are. I read, yeah. it doesn't matter what video I watch. Until I can actually sit down with one and ask them what they are, yes. I'm not going to have my answer, am I? Yeah, no, I mean, on the extraterrestrial side, there's, there's several... Stories. There's several places. There's, there's. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. There's a lady in America who looks after the, the little ones. Mm. Uh, she puts TV outside. Apparently, they love watching television. They've got a few on, but it's lights and colours and sound and whatever. Uh, and she was saying, when, when they get old, they'll generally go back to star people. Uh, sometimes they get killed here. Sometimes they starve here. Sometimes there's problems here. But if they can, they'll, they'll go back. Uh, and she says that there's several of the uh, uh, Indian tribes say that. Mm. So. We don't know. No. We just keep looking. We, we keep yeah, researching. We keep it's it's, it's absolutely fascinating. If yeah. you've got any information on any of the subjects oh, yeah. that we've covered, please get in touch. Because yeah. me and Simon will Love it. absolutely Love it. lap it up. Yes. Um, which is probably a good place for us to close. Now yeah, absolutely. Moment, yeah. yeah. So I will be putting all of the conference details will be in the link in the description below. So just look below and you will see. And you're going to put the tickets there as well. Um, the tickets. tickets go on sale tonight at 7pm. So the tickets are out there. There will not be any ticket sales on the day. So don't think I'll yeah. leave it till May and then I'll get one. We'll be sold out. We will be sold I mean, out. I mean, how, but a very how, limited number of seats. How many people have already pre-booked? You know, the, 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 where are they coming from? We've got people oh, from, we've from got Spain, from Spain uh, Yeah, I need to warn you, we've got people from Spain, we've got people from France coming, and it's, we were only allowed to get a very limited number of people, weren't yeah. we? Yeah, so the, the, it's not a huge conference centre, and I think... No, if, if you don't buy a ticket the next month, you're probably not going to get into this one. But it won't be the only one. We yeah. will be doing oh, more. Oh. We will definitely be <laughs> yes. doing more. Yeah. It was, honestly, Simon took a chance on me, didn't he? He, yeah. said he took a chance on me and we decided to do it together. I'd love to a conference. Yeah. I want to book a conference room. <laughs> you're doing a conference. Get it yeah. organised. That's how we did it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, just get in touch. You all yeah. know me email. And if you want to speak to Simon, let me know and I'll pass yeah. the contact details over to him. I'm so, until next time, yeah. everyone. Good night. Cheers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.